my goal in the Paunch Stevenson show is to make this show the most popular podcast in the federal prison system. The worst possible punishment in the prison is going to be listening to the Paunch Stevenson show. Welcome to the Paunch I just wanted to explain, whoever's listening, that we tried something a little bit different with the sound. I live in New York, and you, Greg, live in New Jersey. And instead of traveling and meeting up every time, we figured we can just sort of telecommute and do the show that way. So we tried to do it over the internet, and it it came out sounding like I was talking to you on a telephone, but it wasn't. I was recording myself through the regular microphone on the computer, and I was recording you coming in through the instant messenger so we tried it that way but now we're gonna try something else and we should be able to get a good sound this time eh, we think we talked briefly about the story I saw on the internet movie database about Peter Falk yeah. appearing nude. Which still... In a film with... Still no one's even heard it yet. Paul Reiser. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. The other day I'm watching Larry King Live. And guess who's on? Paul Reiser? And Peter Falk. Ah, uh, that's so weird. I was like, ah, oh, ha, ha. Wow. It sounded pretty much something... You know, it was like this kind of a conversation. It was basically like Larry King is just like, uh... So, Peter, how is it to appear the first time nude in front of a camera? And then Peter Falk started talking about how he lost his eye and... What? Very strange conversation. And, then, and of course, Paul Reiser the whole time is there, and you're just, it, just, it, it just made no sense whatsoever. Well, you know... It, Trying to explain the, the point of the movie. Well, I think that means that we'll actually have to go see the movie and do a little review. Ah, uh, or not. <laughs> I think it's an HBO movie. Well, that that doesn't sound very you know. promising. Well, St. Louis, Missouri. Hello. If you don't shut your mouth, I'm going to take this here empty book bag and hit you upside your head. Was wasn't that the uh, the uh, was that the Gary uh, Coleman imitation? Yeah, that kid did look like Gary Coleman. That that's great. That that to be able to go to a school where you're threatened physical <laughs> harm with an empty book bag by Gary Coleman. Oh, fake Gary Coleman. But yeah, or Mr. Constantino threatening to well, not threatening, actually whipping the students with his belt. Yeah. That's it, Joe. I'm taking off my belt. Start running. <laughs> Come on, Rock! Whip him with the belt! We're egging him on, he whips the kid with the belt. in the middle of class, was like, what's going on here? It's whipping. Yeah, that was an insane class. He, he, had, he decided to put in a videotape of the World Wrestling Federation. We just beat each other up. Like the substitute teacher is whipping students with his belt. This is great. How are any know. of our substitute teachers qualified to be substitute teachers? Why were all of them, like, mentally insane? Yeah, they were all wackos. One guy's taking yeah. off the belt, one guy's threatening to call the police because <laughs> we won't shut up. 
That's yeah. it. If you shut up, guys, come we'll on. Oh my God! Now they're after me. If we'll shut have up, to do shut up. And I raised my hand. Yeah, that, that guy. I think the guy was schizophrenic. I raised my hand and I said, "Mister." Schizo. I'm I'm sorry, but nobody's talking except you. That's it. That's it. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. They're coming. You hear them coming? That's it. I'm calling the cops. I'm like what is? This? <laughs> this guy is nuts. We'll have to do a little skit on oh, him too. The Rat Man. <laughs> calling the cops. Do you want me to make a list, or do you want me to actually just go into something? Why would you make a list while we're on the air? <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember the time we were walking home from school, and we saw Steve's uncle giving... <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve's uncle giving him a piggyback ride home from Jiffy yeah. Loop. Yeah. I just, I can't get over that. Because <laughs> he was like 300 pounds, and his uncle was a midget. It defined the laws <laughs> of physics. And he was giving him a piggyback for no reason. And that, I'll tell you what, that guy was moving. I know. He's, I mean, he was almost, he was, he was jogging. There was just something so impossible, so... And Steve had that grin on his face. The weirdest, oh God, it was just so weird. Um, Nobody knows who Steve is, but that's fine. Yeah, I just... I mean, his uncle wasn't literally a midget, but he was very tiny compared to Steve, who was... <laughs> No, I mean, the guy was, he looked like a strong guy, but it, the funny part about it was Steve, I don't know how tall he was, but he was, you know, a fat kid, and this guy was not only car- give him a piggyback ride, but Steve was so big on this guy's back <laughs> that Steve, it, it literally looked like Steve was, o- he was only about two feet off of the ground. Plus, well, and he was going uphill, too. He was going up, uh, what, Jeralman, yeah. right? Jeralman Street? Yeah, it was Little. Or no, yeah, Little, Little Street. <laughs> that was crazy. There's always some ridiculous style going on in New York City. And about four and a half, five, it, was, it was about the year 2000. I remember this it's one... the fashion capital of the world. Yeah, well, I remember this one ridiculous style in particular. Men and women would wear these way, way too tight jeans, like these skin-tight jeans, which, that, that wasn't even the bad part. The bad part is the style was to wear these skin-tight jeans and then to, to buy them really, really long and then cuff them up to the middle of the cap. What? Uh, like almost like not up to the knee but like halfway up to the knee this giant cut these giant cuffs and that style just drove me nuts cuz it looked so stupid I don't recall that I'll tell you one of the one of the real dumb things this is like the new style for the uh, guys I guess the hip thing it's yeah. to look like some kind of a hobo. That's <laughs> yeah, the new thing. Basically. If you want to, and I'll tell you what, these big time, you know, big time designers in the big time, you know, high end stores sell this stuff. It's expensive. Yeah, and they charge like, uh, you know, two hundred dollars. Yeah. So like, yeah, the whole ensemble, the whole outfit's going to cost you like two hundred dollars to dress like a hobo. <laughs> basically. A hobo. 
which is, by the way, it's another one of my get-rich-quick ideas. Basically, all you do is you go to the train yards, you round up the hobos, right? You chain exchange their clothes, their beat-up old clothes, hobo clothes, for new clothes. You get them cheap. Yeah. New cheap clothes. Yeah. And then you go and you sell that for like $100. And you've just been made yourself rich. Yeah. You've made yourself rich over idiots who are willing to dress like hobos. Do you remember the uh, hobo in the Pee Wee uh, Pee Wee Herman movie? Yeah, on the train. <laughs> the Jimmy Jimmy Crackcorn guy. Jimmy Crackcorn. Yeah. Crack! <laughs> oh god that movie was so sick it's still uh, one of my favorite movies it's a great movie but in second grade i just could not get enough peewee Well, there's always my classic scheme of getting rich quick. Basically, you put an ad in the paper, and the ad, the advertisement says, send me $2, and I will tell you how to get rich. It's foolproof. <laughs> it's foolproof, right? So that's, there, you know how? That's all over eBay. Well, here's the thing. People send you $2, people send you $2, $2, $2. So you know what you do? You, you write them back a letter and say, here is the foolproof way how to get rich. You put an ad in the paper and say, send me $2 and I'll make you rich. Ah. These stores in, uh, in, in Manhattan, you know, I'll go into the store and I'll just want a plain old regular pair of jeans or a plain old regular jacket or just something like that. A plain old solid t-shirt or something. And these crazy stores, you know, you try to buy a, a just plain regular solid t-shirt and it's $40. A plain, a plain regular pair of jeans, nothing fancy, no logos, no anything. Just regular jeans. $100. Yeah, well, like I went to this one store to buy a jean jacket and which I ended up not buying because they wanted $130 for a jean jacket that makes no sense why like why are they charging you know I could go to Macy's or JCPenney or Kmart I could get a pair of regular normal looking jeans for like $20 why are they charging a hundred and who's buying them for a hundred dollars doesn't make sense uh who buys a pair of jeans for a hundred dollars, and why? I don't know. And then, Worth and then, the, uh... like, I go into these sneaker stores, and the sneaker—they are just like, again, just regular sneakers, Adidas or Reebok, whatever, Puma. They're charging like eighty, ninety dollars for sneakers. Doesn't make sense. I mean, that—that's the ridiculous part. Is that I mean, with the vintage stuff, I mean, there's people selling vintage T-shirts which you can get the same exact t-shirt that's a knockoff of the vintage one and it's new for like a tenth of the price 
And there's people selling vintage shoes. <laughs> shoes? Oh, they, they would buy a vintage shoe. I mean, they're new. <laughs> what about underwear? Scott, I, I still... I st- oh, I don't know about that, but I still don't know what, who the heck would have saved a pair of Nikes and never used them for 20 years. I don't know. It's like, why would you do that? Throw them out. My next rant involves AOL. And I'm going to tell you something. It's almost, it's human bondage. It's enslavement, almost, what they're doing to me. I can't take it. Really? In what way? I, I'm telling you what, I am going to call Jesse Jackson, and he's going to come in, and he's going to defend me in this matter. AOL is ripping this boy off. Keep hope alive. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> We've subscribed to AOL since like 1995. You know, a couple of years ago, the cable, local cable company came up with the cable internet. So I got that. So I'm paying, it's like $4.95 a month. I've been paying AOL for like two years now. The lone purpose is to keep my account. I don't use the AOL email. I don't sign on to AOL. I only use Instant Messenger. Okay? Here's the problem. I cannot cancel AOL because if I cancel it, then everybody in my family that was on the account loses their screen name because AOL is a bunch of turds in plain English. The ridiculous part is, okay, I cancel the AOL, so you, you, you get rid of my screen name. I don't even want to use a screen name for AOL. I want to use it for instant AOL Instant Messenger. Right. <laughs> but I, I won't be able to anymore because I can't cancel it. So essentially, they have me... I mean, this is ridiculous. They're like the mafia. You know, I mean, it's like Don AOL. They've, they've got me in, in, and I can't do anything. Just when I think I'm out, they put me back in. Well, <laughs> but why can't you I can't, I can't get out of it. Why, though? What do you mean, why? I can't get out of it. Why? If I, if I cancel, I will lose my instant messenger screen name. So make another one. No, no. If I have to lose my screen name, then the terrorists win, damn it. And I will not allow that to happen. So I found this link. I don't remember where I found it, but it's on uh, Canada, the, you know, the CBC website, uh, Canada CBC, the... Uh, you know the Canadian television, which really you got to check the uh, the CBC site out, Rob, because they just so much weird stuff that they put on the you know on the web in Canada. It's crazy. But there's this one that I found, and here's the title of it. You have it open? Yeah. It says, <laughs> "Chilling UNICEF spot puts Smurfs in war zone." <laughs> UNICEF did a poster. Which is a which is a drawing of the Smurfs getting blown up and burnt alive. It's going to broadcast in Belgium. Now, did you know that Belgium? I did not know this. Belgium is actually the the origin of the Smurfs. The Smurfs first appeared in a Belgian comic in 1958. Yeah. So they've two things, three things of note have come from Belgium: waffles, the Smurfs, 
and Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, basically, uh, there's fiery explosions, bombs have killed Smurfette, and Baby Smurf is, is burning alive. It's not to be shown before 9 o'clock. Yes, the Smurfs were created by late Belgian artist Peyo. The, the fundraising, this is a fundraiser by the way, is um, to benefit child so rehabilitating child soldiers in Africa. So I, I don't know exactly what this is supposed to do. Um, I guess um, it's supposed to scare little children into, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, well, the cap- know, that, that's pretty weird. The caption of the poster says, yeah. the title of the poster is in French, and it reads, quote, don't let war destroy the world of children. So I don't know what they're Awful. trying to do with this, but it's just, I mean, here look, they it, are. It, it just looks here, weird. Here, I mean, here the Smurfs are, you know, la, 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 and boom, they're dead. The Smurfs are all dead. You know what would have been cool is at the end, Gargamel is shown hitting the button to blow them up. <laughs> but he's acting like George Bush. Uh, again, nobody knows what we're talking about, but the principal of our high school would get on the intercom and just make these announcements but he had the voice of those gangsters. He talked like that. But not to be funny, not to be silly, not to put on an act. He just, <laughs> he genuinely just talked like that. Which made no yeah. sense. And he would get on the intercom and there's uh, not going to be any fighting anymore, you see? Or else it's going to be curtains. <laughs> I'm going to. Did you see? Curtains. You see? <laughs> you see? If I, if I catch you fighting, I'm going to send you to detention in Syria. You see? You hear me? You got that? I am tired of the fighting here, and why can't we all just get along? You see? And everybody is laughing. It was just horrible. It's, so another time... From now on, it's going to be hugs around here. You hear me? <laughs> hugs, I say. We're in the middle of midterm exams, and some idiots, and there was a lot of them where we were in our town, decided to pull the fire alarm. Oh, man. So they about, wait. So they pulled the fire alarm. By the third day of the exams, they were pulling the fire alarm every 15 minutes. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, every 15 minutes, we were outside. We were, the, whole, the whole day, we spent just going outside, come back in, oh, fire alarm, go back out, back in, back out. And then, of course, the worst was they pulled the alarm after school was over. Well, I'm sure the fire department was thrilled about... Oh, I'm sure that they were thrilled. Making the trip back and forth thrilled. ten times a day for a week. <laughs> they, uh, suppose... I don't know if they actually did this. Supposedly they installed it where if you pulled the alarm, it would shoot you with this dye that would just go all over you. You could not get this stuff off yeah, you would, unless you peeled your skin off with a knife. Yeah, you would get... So you're... It was like spray paint shooting out. Yeah, your reward for pulling the fire alarm and saving everyone from fire burn death was to be killed yourself. <laughs> Basically. You walk out of the building all covered in purple paint. 
So anyway, at the end of his third day, he comes on the loudspeaker and says, I will not tolerate any more pulling of the fire alarms. You hear me? The next person we catch doing this will be sent to school in Iraq. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God, man, you can't be serious. You see? <laughs> you see? <laughs> you get out of line, we'll have to rub you out. <laughs> gonna rub you out? You gonna answer to me? <laughs> <laughs> answer to me. And we just thought he was being silly. It's but, curtains for you. Yeah, but then we would see him later curtains. on. He would actually talk like that. And I'm like, wow, hey. like wow, he's really keeping up that act. He's he's keeping up that bit. <laughs> Four yeah. years later, it wasn't a bit. That's just how he talks. <laughs> so Christopher Walken in 2008. For president, the walk-in platform, walkin2008.com. Greg, fill us yeah. in. Well, I found this on the web, walkin2008.com. I guess some, I don't even know who these guys are. They uh, they came up with a uh, website. Uh, it's kind of like a goof website in which Christopher Walken is running for president. Oh, uh, no, we'll have an interview now. Here, here's, 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 here's Mr. Walken. Hi, fake Mr. Christopher Walken. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you Did for coming you know on the show. Did you know that I am running for president of the states? Really? That's very interesting. Yeah. My now, motto is, if you want to learn how to build a house, build a house. Don't ask anybody. Just build a house. That's very nice. I like that. Uh, what what are some of the issues that you'll be talking about in in your your run for the presidency, your campaign? Yeah, I, I want to talk about soap. There's not enough soap in the country right now. We're in a soap shortage. <laughs> really? Yeah. I better stock up. There's a soap shortage. As president, I would order that there we keep more stockpiles of soap. In the event that there's uh, more of a shortage uh, and, and no one has any soap and we we'll, we'll all become older, odorized and when everyone is odorized, civilization will uh, collapse. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, now that you mention it, I have noticed that the price of soap has been going up. So that's, that's, that's an interesting platform. Okay, and uh, can you give us one more platform that you'll be talking about? on your campaign for uh, 2008 USA presidency? Chipmunks. Uh, the animal, I think, you mean? No, the, the Alvin, Simon, and Theodore chipmunks. I find them very intelligent. <laughs> More so than our teachers. My opponent is advertised paying teachers to teach our children. We could save a lot of money if we just allowed the chipmunks to do it instead. Well, that, okay, that's, that's a, a unique take on education. Uh, how do you feel about the war in Iraq? Any comment on that? I think if you're going to fight a war, fight a war. Don't ask anybody, just fight a war. <laughs> the fake Christopher Walken. <laughs> Mr. Walken, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, guys.
All right, we give up. The show's over. <laughs> We're done. <laughs>